Hello, residents of Mapletown. This is Dean. Johnny Beach. And today we're going to be talking about Destiny's Terraforming Mars Ares Expedition and just kind of hanging out, catching up. Right, John? That's exactly what is happening, right? So thanks for joining us for episode number 78. Hey! All right, residents of Meeple Town, if you were. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> what the heck is happening? You want to try it? Are you trying to start the episode? <laughs> I'm, John doesn't like that I'm changing things up on the episode. What the heck is happening so right I, now? So I just jumped right in. I don't have time for to wait for him. Your voice is too loud in my headphones. It's really irritating me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. It's all the way up. That's why. <laughs> oh, there right. we go. Let's try this again. Actually, can you crank yourself up a little bit more now? Oh, my you goodness. This went from super high to... Residents of Meebletown, if you were here right now, you mm. would see Dean, and he would be blinding you because he would have his stupid mickey finger on he would have his dumb mickey ears on he'd be oh like my goodness hey kids oh boy oh boy <laughs> that sounded kind of like Minnie mouse i think more than mickey <laughs> mouse on my version like. <laughs> <laughs> why are you dressed like that dean we talked about it last time right didn't we Briefly, we had the maybe. whole we had the whole mickey intro last time yeah that's true i went to disney world how about was that was that your, why that wasn't your first time no <laughs> Oh, John. That was your millionth time. Oh, John. No, it was not my first time. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just I don't know like how that. many times I've gone. I'd, I'd, that's a, that's um, I'd have to think about that. I've got no answer for that. Okay. Answer this. When was the first time you went? What would you think the first time that I went was? How about that? I think you were a, a grown question. man whenever you first went. I yeah. think that your family wasn't into Disney like you are. And maybe your wife was. And so I'm going to say you were... You didn't even have any kids, and you went ahead and went down to. I, mean, I have no idea. I'm just totally free balling it right now. You, I'm what? gonna say that you. <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't. You know think what I means. like the sound of that. I want to guess that you were like 24 when you went the first time. Incorrect. Dang it. However, I, I was like really confident in that. I got married when I was 24. Yeah. My wife was not the Disney fan. Really? My family is the Disney fans. But you didn't go when you were a kid, or did I you? I did not, no. But, you know, living in Michigan, Disney's a little bit farther away than it is in Tennessee. So 17, I think, was the first time that I went. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't way off, but I wasn't way on either. I don't remember if I was excited at 17 as yeah. I am now. <laughs> you're, you're more excited I'm all grown now. up now, yeah. Do your boys get, like, super jacked about it, or just like, yeah, it's really fun? Oh no, they they really had a great time. They're like freaking out. They love out. it. Yeah, they're at that. They're a really good age though, nine and almost six. So perfect like, age. Yeah, they they really had a great time. We never went. The only time I went was when I was a salesman. We had a um, a conference at the Disney Convention Center. So I didn't actually go to the park. I did stay at a Disney resort, and I was like, this is kind of magical a little bit. It's fantastic. It's that a lot was of fun. a you know grown thirty year old man probably yeah or maybe I was I was younger than that at that point but anyways do you we know also what? we also oh, went ahead. to Legoland for we just went there for a day check things out did they like that yeah it was good it was really good it's no Disney when That's you what go I hear, when I hear you go it's to like solid park, but it's yeah. not like blow your mind I think that's so it's not even just like the attractions and all that Legoland itself is really cool. It's the quality of service that you get. It's mm. just oh yeah, Disney's like compare. bar none. Yeah, it just does not compare. Yeah, we got yelled at by an employee. Did you? <laughs> yeah. For what? 
for walking into a restaurant to order food. Okay. It was the only restaurant in the park that you had to pre-order online. Because of COVID? Yeah. But none of the other places did that. So we just walked in expecting to order food. Do you know how many people were in line at that place? How many? None people. That's why you were walking there were, in there. There was not a single person in that place. And they yelled at us. And I was like, but can you just take our order? Because like, there's four of you and there's no one in line. They said no? No. Yeah. You know what I would have done? I would have drop kicked that. Here we go. Is it a man or a woman? Uh, it was a combination of a man and a woman. Like, I mean, like a guy and a girl were both yelling at us. Is what I meant by that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also, didn't come out right. But yeah. yeah, so there were four employees. Two of them kind of the 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 woman was the most snarky with us, but the guy was kind of making some snide comments as well. I just got this picture of like a man and woman cut in half and sewn together. Like an Etten? Do you know what an Etten is? Like no. the isn't an Etten a two-headed monster? Like a two-headed Honestly don't know. Maybe not a monster, a two-headed person? I don't know. Anyway, it was not a two-headed person. There were four people, two of them were not pleased with us. End of story. But Legoland is fun. It wasn't the same person with two heads. It was two different persons. Now in my mind, I can't not picture it as I mean, a two-headed neither. That's what I'm saying. Person. That's what you made me do. So yes, it was an Etten. Do you know why I'm called Johnny Beach? And I'm going to be fast so we can get into some board game talk. <laughs> Faster than me. I'm going to look up Etten. You know why I'm called Johnny Beach? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess huh? because you went to the beach. Look at this sick tan. <laughs> why? Why do you feel the need to pull your shirt up and show me your chest? I just showed Dean everything on my upper torso. He saw my tan. Can I say something about the beach this year? An Etten is a foul two-headed giant with a crude char- characteristics of an orc. Word. That's exactly what was we were facing when we walked in that restaurant. I had 10 days at the beach this year. And I didn't have a great time. What? I felt really I felt I felt really kind of lonely. You were just up the road, you should have come to Disney. We had a great time. Yeah, like so we were there for 10 days and I think I played I know I played only 3 board games. Mm. And usually, like, my vacations are full of almost every night we play games. And, you know, during lunch we go and we play games. And just nobody wanted to play games with me this year. So I should have called myself Johnny Sad. (laughs) Because, hey, that just is what it is. Did you make it known how sad you were? I actually ended up playing Tapestry against myself one night because I was just, like, so sad I wasn't playing board games. My mother-in-law was like, that is a really sad thing to do. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, well, the good thing about it is I always win. Hey. Uh, did you win? Against myself. I played against myself. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that makes it even better that your mother-in-law said that's a she was, she was like she was, she was actually like wanting other... She doesn't like to play games, but I think she was wanting other people to play with me because she felt so bad for me. Like I'm just oh, sitting there playing a game man. against myself. I think I did that multiple times because like people were just like, nah, nah, just, I just want to watch a movie. I just want to sit out on the balcony and do nothing. And you know what? I'm Is all, that what your family sounds like? Yeah. Okay. All of them, even my okay. wife. <laughs> oh, my. Who listens to my the My wife. Yeah, she's going to listen to this. My wife will get up in the morning, go running, and she would be on the beach all day long till night and have nothing to do with me if it was her choice. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, for the whole, like, she would have, she would have nothing to do with the kids nor me. And I said, well, why don't, I think, why don't next year you just go by yourself? I mean, it's being real. My kids are like, one of them wants to be there. Two of them are complaining. I want to go home. Dude, whenever you had a beach vacation when you were a kid, weren't you like flipping out about it? 
like so excited? Um, okay. So yes, yes. Because I grew up in a place where we didn't have, we had beaches yeah. like, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the same yep. as going to like Gulf Shores, but, but I'm just not a beach guy. That's the thing. Like I, we never go to the beach as but, a, but the kids these days. Oh my goodness. Gonna, Here we go. Listen, we have like, you know, like a little, um, a little tent. What are those called? Canopy, mm-hmm. you know, on the beach. And like two of my kids for the most part, are just, there's nothing to do. I'm like, there's a whole ocean and oh, sand yeah. and there's like, you know, the kids these days, here we I'm go. like an old, they here don't have an imagination like we did. Like they, they just watch other people have imagination. What did you do on the beach when, when you were a kid? Oh, dude, built sand. Ca- you know, when you build a sand castle and walls and the, and the waters like comes and you're trying to like save the castle as the water slowly crashes it. Uh-huh. That was one of my favorite things. We would bury each other. We would go out and boogie board. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And my kids are just like, the last day they got into the sand much and did anything. I'm like, you guys could have been doing this all week having a blast. The kids in their video games. Do that's, they have their I'm video game you, systems? That's why they didn't want to be there, because they didn't have internet. We oh, don't I have gotcha. internet there. Oh, that's so, the dream. So two out of three, I know. It was awesome, but two out of three of them were like, oh, I just want to go home and play games and watch you know, my iPad and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like... They wanted to watch Meeple Town. I get it. Pff, yeah, whatever. Anyways... So Grumpy John's coming out. I, I was, it it wasn't it was a fine time, but I was like I left it with you know two kids complaining, a wife who doesn't want to hang out with me, and I was just like, this really isn't that much fun. Here's what you should do. You ready? Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Yep. Plan your beach vacation. Uh, I don't know when they do this, but Dice Tower Con is in Florida, right? It's in somewhere in Florida. Orlando, maybe? Is that right? Yeah, that's a long ways away from Gulf Shores. And okay. I get to stay at Gulf Shores for free. That's why. Hear I me out, John. There. Hear me out. Okay. All right. You drop your kids off. I mean, drop your wife off. Bring your kids with you to Dice Tower Con. There's a big bug right, <laughs> right behind you. Look at that thing. I don't see it. It's on the cord. It's climbing up the cord, like right by your oh, face. It's not that big. Come here, little guy. <laughs> okay. So you bring your kids to Dice Tower Con. And then you play games for a week or a weekend. I don't know how long it is. I've never been. I don't even know the time frame of when Dice Tower Con is, but it's in Florida. I don't know. Does that sound appealing? Yeah. Okay. It's fine. You know what's about to be appealing? My shirt off my body because it is hot in here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Isn't it hot? I wouldn't want that bug climbing on my bare back. I'm about to do the rest of this podcast shirtless. No, you're not. And All right. If any of our friends come into our office, they're gonna be like, "What is happening in here?" <laughs> Can we? By your friends, you We're mean g- me. That's right. We're gonna do a poll, and this has uh, for those who are new to our show, we it's we are sensible board game nonsense. Mm-hmm. So far, we've been nothing board game. Yeah, no, we've we mentioned to, board you, games. You mentioned Dice Tower. I didn't play any board games on my vacation either. Thanks for asking. Oh yeah, none board games. Yep. Nor did I edit any videos. No, you didn't. We haven't placed a, posted a video in a while because Dean's had one for like seven weeks. That's right. It's coming though. It's been for, I think you've had it for like three. I'll have it out within the next week and a half. You've had it almost a month. Since we recorded it? Yeah. Because yeah. I was. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Whoops. All right. So for those who are waiting for board game talk, you're going to have to wait just a few more minutes because there's something more important at the moment. And that is our cereal poll tournament that I started. You know, we talked about do adults eat cereal. We're going to do this fairly oh, quickly. Oh, thank goodness. I thought it was like we're a gonna poll have about a, your favorite We're going to have a killer. tournament to see. I think I'm going to have 16 cereals 
and we did the first eight this week. All right. So poll number one, ready to go, Dean? I've looked ready at none of this. Away? I did vote on one of them, I think. Yeah. But I, I've not looked at anything. All right, go for it. All right. Lucky Charms, Frosted Flakes, Raisin Bran, or Honey Bunches of Oats. Who won out of those? Ooh, say those Lucky again. Lucky Charms, okay. Frosted Flakes, okay. Raisin Bran, Honey Bunches of Oats. Raisin Bran. Ooh, I had to sit my thing. Lucky Charms. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, come on, adults. Grow up. So it was, because we have so much here, it was Lucky Charms number one. Frosted Flakes and Raisin Bran came in second. Honey Bunches of Oats came in number three. What's your favorite out of those? Interesting. Raisin Bran. Uh, Honey Bunches of Oats for me. Okay. I like Honey Bunches of Oats. Okay. You don't? I didn't say I didn't. I just said I like. I just, but you're not getting you remember excited about it. The uh, the other podcast where we talked about cereal. You said what was your favorite, and I'm pretty sure I said raisin bran. I like raisin bran too. Raisin bran's always been up there as one of my favorites. I don't like Lucky Charms anymore. When I was a kid, Lucky Charms was gangsta, but I hate marshmallows. What do you think of the leprechaun? That's always after your Lucky dope. Charms. Okay, I like it. Uh, Frosted Flakes, okay. Not super jacked about it. Not. Hate you ever it. had the cinnamon Frosted Flakes? I don't remember. Ugh, they're gross. Really? I like Frosted Flakes. You like cinnamon normally? Yeah. Just didn't work together. Okay. Um, yeah, I like it okay. Someone recently told me that Frosted Flakes was their jam for sure. So, hey, it wasn't. It was 36%, by the way, to 23, 23, and 18. Oh, okay. So it wasn't... It, this next one was by far uh, a bigger, a wider margin. Uh, the, uh, the top two like blew the bottom two out of the water. So I'm interested like with people who are from other places... Because I'm trying to get like pick ones that have the highest appeal, like yeah. in other nations as well. All right, go ahead. Okay, and I didn't. I'm, I actually will read. Let me do this real quick, man. Let me read just a few comments on that on that one right there. Uh, Derek O said raisin bran for regularity. Poop emoji. Okay, so that was pretty good. I thought that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. Kind poop of emoji is always good. I'm I'm always good. I'm always down for a good poop joke. <laughs> I don't know. Right, Some people me... say that my, they're kind of crappy, but anyways. Oh, boy. All right. Um, I had a comment that says, love me some Cinnamon Toast Crunch, which, hey, I do too, but I'm going to wait and we're going to see what happens there a little bit. Also, we have Eric. Oh, that was Trevor. Eric um, says, I remember watching a Honey Nut Cheerios commercial being filmed in the cornfields near his house. That's kind of cool, huh? Oh, that is hey, Literally in the cornfield. But I brought his comment up because he says... Um, he has he gets that neck under the jaw th- cramp thing. Remember when that happened to me? Oh yeah, it yeah. sucks. So that's a thing. That's a, that's thing, a thing, I guess. Uh, and so, uh, spoiler alert: we I went ahead and added Honey Nut or Cheerios to the next one that we're Dean's about to do right now. So how about that? We also have Cocoa Puff Pops m- mentioned here, and I'm going to Cocoa add Pops that as is well. not a cereal. That's what it says, but it's Puffs, isn't it? Yeah, Cocoa Puffs or Corn Pops, one of the two. Pick pick a cereal. All right. Well. Muhab, maybe they have cocoa pops. Oh, it could be very well the case that somewhere that, else. Maybe that is cocoa puffs. I bet it's cocoa. By puffs. the way, I would say that poop jokes are probably not my favorite, but they're a solid they're number actually, two. <laughs> that was good. I looked it up. Man, I wish I had this pulled up. That when was you good. Said that that would have been a great. Oh, like, I thought you came up with that. Show. No, it would be good. Mm, yeah. Okay. So the next set of polls or cereals. <laughs> I got to stop reading these jokes. Okay, go ahead. Captain Crunch, I wrote Cheerios, plain, Honey Nut, every Cheerio. All right, there's no way. There's like 18 different Cheerios. Okay. So, Captain Crunch, Cheerios, Rice Krispies, Fruit Loops. 
Those are some pretty heavy hitters there. Ooh. I would say but this, I, this is an is adult actually, audience. This you know? is the one that I voted on, actually. I voted for Rice Krispies on this one. Really? Yep. I, I have a sidebar for that. Okay. But what was the first one? Uh, I'm going to go Captain, Captain Crunch. Crunch. Captain Crunch. Cheerios, Rice Krispies, Fruit Loops. Captain Crunch. I'm glad you voted for Rice Krispies because basically you and like one or two other people did. Okay. Um, Captain Crunch is number two. Captain Crunch. I didn't even mean to say that. <laughs> the puns are just flowing out it of me. Sounds awful. Ugh. It just, I didn't even mean to. <laughs> it just flown out of me with regularity. How do you like that? Can't compose myself now. All right. That was number two. I think we you just said? lost a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just lost some listeners. I don't even know what we're doing right now. <laughs> Captain Crunch is number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see what you did there. That's that's good. So uh, what's number one? Not Rice Krispies. I forget the other options now. Fruit Loops and Cheerios. I guess Cheerios. Yeah. yeah. Cheerios was 59%. I guess when you lump them all together, you know... Cheerios are good. You kind of like have Cheerios. to lump them all together. Yeah, you're right. You it would right take thing. forever to not. Honey Nut Cheerios. I don't like regular Cheerios. I like both, but Honey Nut Cheerios are really good. They are. I actually asked myself on both of these polls, what would I eat? You know what I mean? Like regularly. And it would be Raisin Bran, Honey Nuts, honey Bunches of Oats, and Cheerios. I can't do that Captain Crunch and Fruit Loops. Like, they're fine. Like, there's no, I have no qualms about it. But those are, like, I like them. I just can't do it with regularity i see what you're doing there but seriously okay back in the day john what, what about you 80s or it's too sweet to do it all the time in the 80s i think it was they made a cereal called rice krispies with marshmallows not rice yeah. krispie treats yeah 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 but rice krispies with like the lucky charms marshmallow there was not a better cereal in the history of all cereal 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 oh. there was not a better cereal in all the land wow throughout history Wow, and they will not make they will not remake it. I don't understand. I'm it not was a marshmallow so good. fan, so it was so good. Yeah. Mm. Well, I know that BJ from Board Game Gum Gum Go. <laughs> oh man, this is a uh, Gumbo was uh, really pulling for the captain. And hey, BJ, the captain did come in second, so that wasn't. I thought there was a good chance that he would win, but Cheerios is going to be a tough one to knock down. I think. I mean, that's kind of the granddaddy of them all. Almost, yeah, I would agree with that. I would yeah, agree with that. I wonder really if tough. you did put... I probably should have put that one in a different one. Like but. separate Cheerios yeah. categories or something. Yeah. I'm, I just mean captain. I put the captain against one of the biggest heavy hitters, and maybe I should have done something different. You know, I you know I say that about cereal, but one of my very favorites is is a sweet cereal. So, yeah, anyway. Okay. Is that all that we got? That's we it. Let's talk. That's, okay. that's it. And then next week we'll do... I'm going to try to get in uh, next two weeks. Uh, two more, so then we'll be down to our final four. So the ones that will move on in our tournament are Lucky Charms versus Cheerios. Excellent. I can't stop reading these jokes, and I'm giggling over here. Uh, Do you want to talk about what you've been playing lately? So those who want to hear about board games will breathe a sigh of relief, (laughs) or do you just want to read (laughs) jokes? Okay, I'm going to read two real fast. All right, ready? Okay, I'm so sorry. You're going to read two? I know people hate this, yes. I like toilets for two reasons. Number one and number two. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then, why did the soldier refuse to flush the toilet? Why? It wasn't his duty. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm sorry. That's enough. That's Yeah. This is, this is like... this. I, I think we're borderlining, like, seriously, like, this is getting gross. We're drawing like in all kinds of, like, 10, 9, and 10-year-olds to our show right now. Yeah. We're trying to reach a different 
demographic at the moment. There so. we go. All right. Sorry, John. That was your fault. You know what? Why I, you talk I about did a game you've been playing? probably start it, but you definitely kept it going. Yeah. And that's way worse which is than way, Chuck Norris jokes. Which is way different. Usually it's me doing the opposite, but there's just that was actually too much for me even. Yeah. I actually kind of tuned out and I was like, I think I'm done. Okay. So what I've been playing lately, I want to bring up a game that... So I, I went to the beach, but also went to Pennsylvania uh, to do some stuff. And I was hanging out with a group of guys. And so what I decided to buy before I went up there was Skull. You're familiar with Skull, right, Dean? I am, yeah. Skull is super simple. And I, the, the group of guys that I was going up there with do, don't play board games. One of them does. Justin does. But the rest of them, they're just they're not board gamers. Or maybe they've played like Catan or, or Ticket to Ride. Not like a lot even, just like here or there. Like How many people is this? So uh, Justin, Sean, Derek, Ben, Seth, and me. So six. Oh, so the full so player six count. Six of okay. us, yeah. Full okay. player count. Uh, my wife was there too, but... She didn't. She played like once or something like that. The late nights till two in the morning were just us, just kind of hanging out, talking and stuff. Um, so with skull, it's really really simple. You have four discs. Three of them have flowers on them. One of them has a skull on them. At the very beginning, everyone plays a disc, and then after that, there's a player that starts. And all you do on your turn is you either lay another one of your uh, discs, coasters on top of the one you just laid, or you start bidding on how many flowers you can flip over. But the catch is you have to flip over all your discs first before you flip over other people's discs. Mm -hmm. So if you had put a skull down there, if you flip over a skull, you lose that round and you lose one of your discs. If you flip over, like you bid four flowers and you flip over four flowers, then you win and you're halfway there. You just have to do that twice and the game is over. Yeah. Just a bluffing game. It's a really fun game. Like, I know you played it online, I think. But no, with, I was curious because they have it on, it came out on BGA, uh, Board Game Arena is what, what that is, BGA, uh, the website where you can play board games on there. I. You I think this it. is a new. No, no, no. I was going to say, I think this is a newer one. That's why I was playing it on there. I don't think it's been on there that long. I, I, so. I enjoyed even the online version. I yeah. know that's not the way that it's designed to be because the interaction with players and yeah. stuff is really where this shines, I would imagine. But it was fun on BGA, but I will probably never win this game <laughs> because of like, I was I'm, pretty just not, good at I'm not very good at these type of games where I just like, you know, it's like a go big or go home kind of thing. And I'm, got to. I'm always going to go big, go big and go home. I tend to be a little conservative at the beginning, hoping that people will lose some of their discs, and then I start making more, I guess, bolder moves. But not always, because i got to mix it up a little bit, you know. But it, it was really fun. I think with the right crowd, this game is just really good. Yeah. I mean, just yeah. a blast to play. With the wrong crowd, people who don't like bluffing, aren't going to hoot and holler as much, you know, just like, oh, we're flipping over discs. I don't think it would be that fun of a game. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, with the right crowd, this was a great... Because, like, you can teach the game. The reason I got it is so I can go to a bar and just, like, meet new people. And yeah. say, do you want to play a game with me? It takes up, like, no table space. You can teach the rules in, like, one minute. And you just... You go at it. Yeah. And that's why I bought it. And, and also for this trip. And so, I I don't know. I, I really like it. For what it is. Yeah. You know? So, there you go. It's like the opposite of you playing tapestry by yourself and your mother-in-law calling you sad maybe that's why i did that i had that's to like balance out this like sad lonely <laughs> i was if i could go back to the beach i would have i realized there's a bunch of like solo roll and write quick games and stuff that I oh should, yeah that i should have brought yeah because i don't always want to play a really long game um 
Yeah. So like, I've been digging some more solo stuff too. Yeah. I, like I've been I've been kind of dipping my toe in some more solo. I've been things. doing more than normal. I'll, I'll just mention this as well. There's a game called Walk and Roll, uh, and I wasn't going to talk about this, but I'll briefly I'll br- briefly bring it up. Um, who? Um, sorry. I want to make sure that I don't get. You know what? We were doing our meeples around the world. I thought it was Origami, or Origami. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> um, they 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 sent me a copy of this. The artwork is beautiful. This is a pretty fun little roll and write. Like it doesn't you know, like blow my mind or anything, but it's like a really good midweight. You know, not not definitely not mid. Let me just say that mid to light weight. Uh, just roll and write. And if you like roll and writes a lot, you should go check that game out. Oh. You know what? I didn't realize that this is a different game. When you mentioned that, I was thinking there's an older game called Walk and Roll. There is, and that's what I thought it was. But this is look at the art on this. This just came out. That's really it's cool. Nice, looking. Is it? I like that. Yeah, I mean, you're you're at a restaurant and you're making dishes and stuff, and it's really cool. In the rule book, it's actually lists the dishes that you're making and like what it comprised of. So like you know that it's not just you know two chickens and a noodle, and like it actually tells you exactly what it is in the dish. So it's kind of looks like a menu, right? Yeah, is that, it looks oh. like a menu. You can go to your fridge if you have ingredients in your fridge and pull them out, but you have to you know roll them and do different things to unlock ingredients in your fridge. You have a specialty dish, all kinds of stuff like that. That's interesting. Um, it was a, like I actually really enjoy. I, I remember sitting down and like I'm not a big Roland Wright fan. But I remember going, ah, for what this is, this is really fun. Super easy to teach. I can play this game. The solo is really easy. You just do 10 rounds of it and see how many points you score. You yeah. know, the inside the box, the the, the plastic uh, piece inside the box for um, storage is actually a, a, a walk, quote unquote, and you roll your dice in there. Ah, uh, okay. So, okay. and I think you can get this locally. While you talk about what you're getting, let me, uh, I'm going to look that up. I mean, I actually have it pulled up on BGG, but it doesn't have any like Geek Market or eBay it's listings new. or yeah, anything. Yeah, it's so. new. So I, I know that they had. Hmm, I need to look that up. They did Plantopia, which I, I think I mentioned earlier, and I did a, a video for Plantopia, and that was kickstarted, and that actually went to like one hundred seventy thousand dollars. Yeah. Um. I'll see. I'll, I'll just. I'll. I'll. I'll fish around on the old internet. Uh, fish around. I see what you did there. But there's prob- only twenty two ratings on BGG. I probably shouldn't say fish on the internets. I'm going to have the authorities coming my way. I don't know what that means. Have you never heard of phishing? P-H. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got you. Okay. I'm going to talk real quick before I talk about a game I've been playing. We were put onto an app. This is from, uh, let's see, we got an email from, oh, goodness, I lost what it was, Dracardi, uh, which is a Brazilian startup company they develop apps to help with like rpg games and board games and things like that so they had sent us an email telling us about this app called rolled dice roller and that's r-o-l-l-d and this is for android and for ios i'm using the ios version so pretty simple app basically what you do i'm showing this to john because i don't know if you've seen this yet Mm -mm. so basically like you can you've got d2 4 6 8 10 12 20 100 and then you can there's like uh letters on a die that you can you know roll it that way or whatever and basically what you do is you're gonna say i want to roll like three d6s or something like that you just put in three and roll it and then that's going to show you what your result is now here's the thing when i'm playing board games i want to roll dice right but when when the pandemic really hit and i was doing some rpg i was doing D &D online and i you know i only did that for a couple months and i really enjoyed it we used this program oh goodness i don't remember what it was called but it was this, this program that did all the dice rolling for you 
But the thing that I didn't like about it is be, is that it took up more screen space, right? So like I would have to pull up this extra screen and roll the dice and then, you know, it would show everybody what I had and all that. What I thought was it would be nice if I would just do this a different way, like either roll it myself or because that would probably be too loud when you're rolling it next to your computer to have an app. And so I, there might be other apps like this. I'm not really that aware of it, but but I've really enjoyed this one. I think it's I think it's well done. It's super simple. And I think you can use it for board games too. You know, obviously if you're playing, you know, if you and I are playing together, I'm not going to pull out this app and roll dice like this, but, but if we're playing something online and I don't want the, you know, I want to be able to roll my own dice and I can't do it online or whatever. I think this app would be really good. I mean, I also, I mean, plus like if you're in a cafe and you have really small table space, you might not be able to roll dice. I could, there are plenty of times where I'm playing a game and I'm like, man, this is annoying to roll the dice over and over. I don't have a dice tray. Someone didn't have dice trays and just hey let's play this game yeah yeah that's so, exactly right john I, yeah. I, that's a good that's a good call i didn't even think about that at the time but but yeah so i anyway i recommend that that's r-o-l-l-d dash dice roller that that's right that's the easiest way that i found it on there um so anyway I, I enjoyed that a game i've been playing john is mad about this one i'm gonna go ahead and say that right off the bat i'm so angry i don't even know what he's talking about the goonies yeah. never say die oh john. i am mad about this one <laughs> i want to i'm about to come punch you <laughs> This <clears throat> hey John, what's my favorite movie of the eighties? Goonies. Goonies. It is. You. You. But it, it's not my favorite. But it's up there. It is. It is an amazing. Dean got a review copy of this because he he's got it in with the Funkos. Funko likes us, and they I like, like Funko D- games. But I mean, honestly, most Funko games I don't like that much. So Ooh. it's just not my jam. They they do good games and really great quality stuff. It's just I generally not in my wheelhouse. I've been so playing a ton it. of Funko stuff, lately. but I was like, dang it. Of course you got that, but you deserve it. Sorry. So here's, this one's cool. Okay. And you might like this one too. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It, it kind of depends. So this one is done in a, and it's like an adventure style game. And it, it kind of feels a little bit RPG-ish, like a, a light RPG. That's interesting. And so basically you're going through these different scenarios. Uh, I don't have the rule book with me right now. I think it's nine scenarios if I remember right. It might say online, but anyway, you're going through these different scenarios, and so far I've only played the first one. I'm going to have to play through several more before we can get to a place to, to review this. But you have a goondocks master, so you're GM. You like that? Mm-hmm. So you have the goondocks master, and they are controlling everything that happens on the board from the, um, from the bad player side, right? And then the other players take on the role of the characters. And in the base game, you've got Chunk, you've got Data, you've got Mikey, you've got Sloth. Uh, I think I missed one. In mouth, so you can pick from from those characters, and they all have different abilities. That you know, they're not all the same characters. Like Data, for example, has several different cards yeah. that are different actions that Data can take. So it feels really thematic. Um, Sloth is really strong, stronger than the other characters, and you know, like, they all feel very. Thematic. Everyone loves Sloth. Yeah, I mean, if someone didn't like Sloth. I would punch them in the face. Who do you think we picked as our... So I played uh, a two-player game. I was a Goondocks Master, and my wife was two characters. I never punch anybody, really. My wife is two characters. Who do, who did she pick? She picked Sloth. She did not. Really? Uh, well, kind of. Kind of. Wait, how do you kind of? <laughs> she said, she said, I either want to be... What did she say? Data and... Really, Data. Mikey, or... Chunk and Sloth, because that makes sense. Chunk and Sloth makes a lot of thematic sense. Chunk would be the one I would pick. Yeah. Yeah, that's who I would pick too. But here's what I said. I said, 
you might not want to pick those because the other ones might balance out a little bit better. Gotcha. So like you don't want to have two characters that are pretty strong and but also you know terrible at dexterity or whatever. So, does being funny matter in the game? It does not because it Chuck adds would... to the game. Yeah. And they they encourage you to add like flavor text and things like that. So so the the Goondocks master could add some flavor of their own if they want. You just made me hungry. My stomach started growling when you said the word flavor. Really? I'm dead serious. It's like that's weird. I, well, I, yeah, I guess I'm hungry. Poplov's dog Look, over you, here. I don't know if All you right. can hear it or not, but like as soon as you did. Anywho, so what happens is the Goondocks master is is they'll set up a piece of the map, okay? And so the characters start off in this location. They're exploring. They're going around. There, the monsters might come out, or bat. Yeah. You know, groups of bats or mice or rats or whatever will come out. It, but they, the other player, doesn't know what's going on. So I'm drawing cards and playing those cards as they go on. And sometimes there's a reaction card. So like, if you walk in this room, I might play a card that says, "Okay, all of this rubble now falls down." So there's all this rubble between this character and this character, and they can't meet unless they remove that that rubble from the doorway or whatever from the path. You know, things like that happen. I can play my cards to put different uh, monsters out on the board. And and depending on the scenario, you actually have different cards that are added to the deck that might add flavor. So like the Fratelli twins, when they come out, I haven't seen them yet because they weren't in the first scenario. Spoiler, sorry about that. Sorry, I spoiled that a little bit. There's no Fratellis in the first scenario. And I don't know where they come out, but when they do, they have their own separate cards that will enter into the How do the you deck. battle? That's That's what I'm about to get to. Okay. So there's dice rolling. It's a dice rolling game. Okay. Yeah. This is where the RPG piece comes in, but it's cool because let's say you have strength, dexterity, and search. Those are the three different categories that you have. And you're going to be rolling two dice, uh, different types of dice for each of those categories. So like sloth is really strong. So he rolls a D 12. I think they're D 12, D eight. Is that right? D 12, D eight and D six or D 12, D 10 and D six. I can't remember what it is. So Sloth is really strong, so I'm going to roll two D12s, and there's bones on those dice. There's either one bone or two bones, or there's other things on there, but the bones are the successes, and that's how you like complete whatever is you get a success. So if I go to attack you, I'm going to roll strength and however many bones I have. They're going to hit you, but you can use your little wish tokens to negate those, or if you have special abilities, special cards. You gain a lot of item cards. You gain treasure cards in this game that help with all of those things. So it's it's pretty cool for what it is. I've really, I think they, again, one scenario in, I think for keeping scenarios? this game, I think there's nine. Okay. I think that's right. A game that you're going to sell in a big box store that you want to appeal to people who love Goonies but may not be like heavy gamers, I would say this is... It's pretty rules heavy for yeah. that type of game, but at the same Kinda time, it's like not it. a difficult game. Once you play it, you're like, okay, this makes sense, but I feel like it might scare some people off because there's also a rule book and then there's the Goondocks master book. So like, they have to read through the scenario. So I would encourage, if you're going to introduce new players to this, you be the Goondocks master if you're the, the gamer, and then the other people can enjoy it a lot better because it's not as rules heavy as it is for the Goondocks gotcha. master. Does that make sense? Yep. Did your wife like it? She did. She did. She's ready to play through the next scenario and 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 get this thing done. But we it, it really made me want to watch Goonies like right away. I want, but it was too late. But You're I, I wanted to just put it on. Me too. Yeah. And it felt Goonies esque. Like it feels like you're you know, like you know going through the going through the catacombs and looking for one eyed Willie. That's what it feels like. Are there some movies like that nowadays? Like Goonies? Yeah. I'm just mean like oh, here he goes you again. Had, no, kids these days. No, I'm just saying like you know when you're 
uh, 80s, maybe early 90s, there were so many of those, like, coming-of-age kids movies, you know, or kids on adventures and stuff like that. It just doesn't seem like there's... They just seem like they're really cheesy now. I just and don't... I don't know. Maybe I don't they're know just, out there, really. Maybe they weren't cheesy. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. Oh, you don't think Goonies is cheesy? It has some cheese in, or, in it, for or sure. Back to the Future? But what I'm... That's what I'm saying. Like, maybe our definition of cheese is different than now. You know? Like, we didn't think... It didn't seem that cheesy. But I don't know, though. I'll go back and watch things like you liked, like Full House, and I'm like, ugh. That's that, super cheesy. That's way bad. That's too much. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But it's really so good. So I do think I can so bad go it's back. Good. And, yeah. Interesting, huh? I don't know. I don't know if there's any adventure type things like that. I, I'm curious to... Well, Luca just came out. Luca's like that. It's like an adventure. Not, I don't want a cartoon. Oh, my goodness. I'm not against cartoons, but I'm talking about the Goonies. Live you action. Want, you want like You want Goonies, present day Goonies. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm going to think through that. But they also, I mean, like in the what mid or early '90s, like I mean, I, I can rip off names. Like, remember, the, I mean, the Sandlot was incredible. It was, I mean, that wasn't an adventure, but it was coming of age, young kids. Yeah. I mean, that's what Stranger Things is based off of, like Goonies and stuff like that. Sure. I mean, yeah. It has that, but that it's not feel. like it, it doesn't have the kid appeal necessarily. Yeah. Et. I mean, there's a lot where they have a kid that's kind of doing something crazy, and now it just doesn't seem like. That's done as well. When I say I didn't have kid appeal, I mean, it is all kids in Stranger Things, but I mean, like, it might be a little much, maybe, but I guess some of those other ones were pretty scary, too. Well, they're appealing to us, who are going back to nostalgia. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe we should design movies for kids, adventure movies for kids. That are not, that are, yeah. Design? Is that what they say? No. (laughs) Create? Write, direct, create. Yeah. All right. All right. So there we go. Let's move on to some full-on reviews. All right. Let's, let's do get it. to Destinies. It's time to talk about Destinies. Say my name. Say my name. No, 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 no. Not, not Destiny's Child, Say, baby, Judge. I love you. Did you think we were reviewing <laughs> Destiny's Child music? Yeah. I've I've got all my ratings. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you ranked all of their songs. I did. Okay. Is that your number one? It was easy. They're all ranked zero. Oh my goodness. How about that? Say My Name is ranked zero? I don't like that stuff. You just sang the whole song. But I went... <laughs> I do that for Say every baby, song. Say Baby, I love you. Because <laughs> I don't remember. But I mean, that song was like blasted in every Walmart, every Kroger, every whatever you walk into. Yeah. And that's the only reason I know it. But did I like that song? No. Do you think that, that song is garbage? The Destiny's board game was a derivative of Destiny's Child. Do you think that this was something that? that yeah. Okay. So I think, you think that that's the, what started it. The inspiration for it came yeah. from Destiny's Child. Okay. Because of all the singing that you do and all the jiggling of your body you do. Apparently, we played two different games because I did not do that whilst playing did this I play game. The, did I play the wrong game? Like <laughs> so. I actually. I think so distinctly remember you twerking on me oh, in the midst of this game. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> you don't go. know what to say to that? <laughs> That's Dean leaving the studio. Listen, I came up with, I'm going to start a, a studio that... Oh, here we go. A workout place, a workout studio. Oh, man. And it's going to be called Twerk Out. Oh, my goodness. What do you think? It's a new line, and we just twerk on each other the whole time and oh. lose weight. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I don't want to do I'm this I'm not laughing because of what I'm saying. I'm laughing because of Dean's face. Can we? I'm actually looking for a new co-host 
if there's anybody out there that would like to do a podcast, we'll call it Meeple City. Oh. Meepleville. Meepleville was one of the names that we considered. I'm going to start a new channel, then I'll call Twerk It Out. Oh, oh my goodness. That's right. Okay. And what we're going to do we is play board games while we twerk. Can we please stop on, this? We're going to get up on the table. Oh, man. <laughs> Destiny's okay. is a game that has nothing to do with Baby, Destiny's Child twerking or anything of the sort. Destiny's is a game where you are taking on the role of an adventurer trying to complete your destiny. All right? That's true. So... You have a scenario set up. This is a two to three player game, which is interesting, I think. We have played this two player games. That is interesting. So in this, oh, sorry, solo. It's it's a solo game as well. I really want to get the solo play, but I have not done that yet. So in this game, again, you have your adventure and you're going around to these different locations. I'm going to be very brief on this explanation. Well, we don't want to spoil it. Dean well. brief, all right? Dean brief, Oof. maybe not John brief. All right, see you in 10 minutes. So, <laughs> so. I can just point out some some key things without giving any spoilers. But basically, you take on the role of a character and you are going to be exploring these different areas and trying to figure out how to complete your destiny by this open world sandboxy thing that you're you're going through. And you're going to do that by basically just moving and interacting with something on the tile that you're on. And as you explore new tiles, new tiles come out, you build the board as you go. The big piece of this game, there's two, I would say, big pieces of this game. You're going to be collecting these cards, these item cards, and they will interact with other things in the game. So it's it's an app-driven game as well. So as I interact with something, I might also scan my card a la uh, Chronicles of Crime. This is by Lucky Duck Games, same one that, that did Chronicles of Crime. I'll scan this card that I have with this other item, and then they might interact with each other in a certain way, whether yeah. that's in a battle or whether that's, you know, giving somebody food that, that I have on hand that might help them or whatever it is. The other piece of this is you're going to be rolling dice for these different tests that you'll do. And you have three different categories, I guess. Yeah, three different categories of things that you're going to be rolling for. Your intelligence, your dexterity, your power. And you have two dice that, that you roll every time. And then you can also get these effort dice. You have a total of three that you can collect. You get one at the beginning of every round. But when you use those, it's a one-time use. When you roll all the dice that you want to roll, you're going to add that number up. So let's say I roll, let's say an eight. Okay, I rolled a three and a four on my die. And then I rolled two effort dice. I rolled an eight and then a success. Okay. This is an example straight out of the book, by the way. Then I'm going to look at which, like, if I'm rolling for intelligence, I'll look at the intelligence and I'll say what markers... I think it's so funny when you say rolling for intelligence because there's so many jokes that I want to say. Okay, we'll save those and you can use them later. Okay. All right. If I rolled an 8 and I have two of my markers on, like, a 7 and a 5, for example, then I would have two successes. If one of my effort dice also had a success on it, then I would have three successes. And that's it. It's pretty simple to figure out. But as the game's going on, you're going to be moving your markers on your characteristics, your character skills up and down. And the farther down they are, the better because you don't have to roll as high to be able to include those in your your dice roll, if that makes sense. It's, it's easier if you're looking at the board. But... Anyway, that, that's it. And then you're going to try to be the first one to complete your destiny, and then you will be the winner. This is not a cooperative game, which is like a lot of these adventure-type you know, open-world games. A lot of them are cooperative. This one is, I'm trying to complete my destiny before John does. Yep. And that's it. There right? you go. So That was brief. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> What's interesting is... Uh, uh, we were talking about before the podcast started, and that was reviewer expectations. 
I was expecting something different than what I played. Um, I hadn't looked into it a whole ton, but I was expecting a little more Gloomhaven, potentially. No, okay. I just was. How, I, how so? Like with the... uh, Just more like battling and stuff like that. I you know, gotcha. Maybe raising okay. your stats and different things like that. You don't really raise your stats here. You do kind of change ups the ease, ease of completing your tasks and stuff like that, which would, I guess, be the similar, very similar. But I wasn't really expecting it to be kind of like a, um, like you said, more like Chronicles of Crime, more like go out and try to figure out how to <clears throat> fulfill my destiny by meeting this person and go over here and doing this and then go over there. And, and it was more, um, I don't know, deduction is the right word, but kind of like that than I expected. Yeah, it definitely. To, yeah, trying to figure that out. And I was pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah. I really was. Like, I didn't have a lot of expectations coming into this game. Um, but I did really, I enjoyed that piece of it, of just trying to just, you know, figure out what's going on, trying to race Dean. And I also really liked how um, this game was not cooperative. There's a lot of games like this that yeah. are cooperative. Uh, and I just, I kind of liked having a game like this that you're, you're trying to do as fast as you can. Yeah. You know, and you're. And, you know, hey, it was fun. It was fun. John's been away for a while and forgets how to review games. So typically we talk about the art and components first. Oh, yeah, my and bad. He just jumped into his final thoughts. He even just, that wasn't uh, my <laughs> final thoughts. <laughs> I'm, just I'm holding stuff back. <laughs> Let's talk about the art and components real fast. And we'll come back come back to that because I do want to make some comparisons to other games to to kind of um, show you where I'm, I'm at in Yikes. there. But art and components, what do you think, John? There's yeah, not a lot of components I can't believe in that I, that I didn't talk about art. I think that you talked so long about how to play the game that I assume that we had already talked about the art and components. <laughs> uh, okay, really I quick. I say there's not a lot of components. There actually are like a lot of miniatures and things like that, but it's 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 it's, it's card heavy in like the tiles that you're exploring, but it's not like this you might expect this huge box game that but it's not. It's a normal size like ticket to ride box that this fits in with everything. Excuse me, I yawned right as I was about to talk. Easy there. Am I boring you? Um the uh, art and components are really good. The, the box is kind of dark and stuff like that. Um, so if you don't like that type of art, you might not love it. But um, the miniatures are fine. Uh, the boards are good. Uh, the player boards are good. Uh, Everything is really easy to understand. And the thing that's really great is the app. The app is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I love how games like this add that mood music to it, you know. And it's it fits really well. Like depending on where you are, it'll have different music and, and different ways that that kind of puts you in that place that you are. And I, yeah. I really enjoy that a lot. The miniatures in this game are really miniature. They're like the size of the seven, uh, seventh continent miniatures, but there's a lot of them in this box, right? There's the characters there that you have characters that you interact with monsters, things like that. So there's, there's, there is a lot considering how big the box is, I yeah. guess, you know, there's a lot of cards with the items that you can get. And, you get items in different ways, right? You you can, you know, get them from the different, you know, people that you interact with, but you might yeah. go to a store and buy cards with the money that you have. So there's there's different ways that you can get those and, and how they interact. Now, the other thing I like about the cards, this, I guess, jumps into the review part. Mm -hmm. So the cards are multi-use in the sense that every card, I believe every card, will have a an ability at the bottom sometimes those are a one-time use and so like use this card for this ability to get extra die rolls or whatever whatever that thing says and then discard it 
But you, if you hold on to that card, you might be able to use it for interacting with a character later on. So you might not want to use it for the special ability. So you need to think yeah. through. Like there's some, there's some thought process in which cards to keep and which ones to get rid of because you can only hold on to five cards and anything beyond that you'll yeah. you'll just lose. So, so I, I think that's really interesting. And and you know I would consider it to be it is it's multi-use cards, but it's kind of a a simpler version of multi-use cards but at the same time like there's decisions to be made there yes are we talking about garden components still? i said i just moved into the review so stuff, okay so, yeah. i thought that okay, i gave I us to... permission so we can do it wow geez <laughs> i really did kind of screw that up on not doing okay. the garden components it's all right um, i like what you're saying there i like that dean okay. way to go <laughs> okay you i'm sorry I, you mentioned john that you you had kind of expectations without looking into anything that this might be like a gloomhaven I would say this game probably, although it's I thought it was like a light Gloomhaven. It but. it felt more like a Seventh Continent, which you've not played, but I it, haven't. Or no. Sleeping Gods. That I would put them in that category. I think, except a competitive version of those games. Would you mm-hmm. think that's pretty accurate to compare that to Sleeping Gods? Um, yes. Yeah. With with we have a friend. If you hear a little background noise, most of the time I say that and I can't hear it. Yeah. But I was literally standing on our on our deck right next to our door, and he is a very loud fellow. He is. And he, so if you hear a little bit of talking, I'm just you know going to ignore it right now. Anywho, um, yeah, I think so with Sleeping Gods. It definitely it, – the app makes it feel different. Um, I actually think the app draws you into the story more. I would agree. Because of yeah. the music that goes along with it, the narration – uh, I, I, it definitely has kind of draws you into it. Um, but yeah, yeah, I would say something similar. Yeah. I don't disagree. Yeah. I, I would agree with you with the, yeah. with the mood, the setting that it, that it puts you in through the music. That's, that's a big deal. Having good music is a, is helpful in games anyway. Like I like to play game. I, I like to play games with music in the background. That's appropriate. For I need that. to do a podcast. I mean, not a podcast, a poll about that. Do How many play? people do that? Yeah. Um, and maybe like, actually choose music like you're saying that is appropriate i do for the people who are okay with it i'll do it with a lot of games so like for example you know disney games we just got oh uh, we just got it's a small world i will not play it's a small world music because oh that's boy. that's too much but haunted mansion i'll play like the the music for haunted mansion in the background um if i'm playing a viking theme game i might play some music that might feel appropriate to that but what that doesn't do is as you're going to different locations, like in a dungeon crawl, if you go into a different location, it might be a different mood, yeah. right? But in an adventure game, especially like like Destiny's, you know, if I'm in a village, that might feel feel very different than if I'm in a, you know, in the woods interacting with a monster or something yeah. like that. You know, like the the moods are very different, and the app automatically sets so that music there. for you. And sure. I, I love that. I think it's, it's yeah, it was it's nice. great. It was, it was really nice. Cool. What do you think about uh, just a brief sidestep overall apps with board games? I I like them if it doesn't take too much away from the board game itself. You know I generally I mean? do not like them. Okay. I just wanted yeah. Um but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just it's cuz it starts to take away from the reason I play board games. It can. It can. It can aid. No, there's no doubt about it if it's done in this one uh, so I talk about some things I don't don't love about the game. This one does, I in my opinion, kind of drift you away to where like, if Dean's taking his turn, he can spend a while just kind of on his phone in the app, like, 
answering some questions. It's not that much, but if you're going to, you know, you can though. Sometimes you can, sure. And then uh, to me, I'm sitting over there kind of bored. Now, ought I be Ought I be? Uh, ought I mean? be paying attention to him? You should be. I yeah, should be. absolutely. Absolutely, because you're trying to pick up clues and what people are saying and stuff. And I do, but I did notice myself losing. And I think you said the same thing. Like, even though I should be really engaged with that, because it's just like one on a little small on your phone, you're kind of sitting there on it. I did tend to kind of lose focus a little bit while they were doing that. Sure, I would yeah. get the gist oftentimes, and then be like, okay. Um, did you yeah. experience that? Um, not as much as you, I think, but but I tend to be a little more uh, drawn into games like this. You know, yeah. like I, I really, I love story in games, and and I and I recognize like that you really do need to pay attention to what you other do. players are doing in this game. Otherwise, they're going to have all this information that you don't have about these locations that they they've explored and all that. So. So yeah, you have to, but I get what you're saying, especially because this is not a short game. You know, on, on the website yeah. or on BGG, it says 90 to 150 minutes, which is, you know, I would say I would say accurate. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's two two and a half hours of this game. That's a long time to sit, especially if you do have to be in a, you know engaged with technology. Yeah, that was probably my my biggest um, negative to the game was that downtime. That it's and again, it doesn't have to be downtime if you're super engaged in it. But because this isn't my jam, usually I'm not really super into these story games. I kept thinking there's no way I would play this with three players because by the time it got back around to me, it could be ten or fifteen minutes. Sure, yeah, you know. Yeah. And now, if I am super into stories and stuff, I think I would really like it a lot because I would be like, oh, what's going on with Dean and what's happening, and I'm really hyper focused on that. But I kind of got a little bored sometimes. Sure. But it was still a very good, it was still a good experience for yeah. me. I yeah. still enjoyed the game. You know, it's funny though, because if you have a game like Sleeping Gods, for example, where you have this book that you have to go through and, and read these different things that happen within the book, I would imagine having the technology would speed up the process of that by not having to look anything up. Everything's at your fingertips. You know, you just hit a button and it goes to that thing. I agree with that. And it, it brings in the music, but I think that for engagement purposes, I still like the book. Sure. Cause yeah. like yeah. I've got to read it and it, and it, and it gate and it engages me and Dean's answer to the questions and stuff. Cause I get to look it up and go, yeah, yeah. Ha. yeah. And like have more fun, like acting it out. So I actually, that's why I still like prefer that type of a style as to just, okay, I got my phone and that makes I'm going to do my own thing. And I could see a lot of people being in that place yeah. where the, especially if you want to escape technology, you know, if that's one of the reasons why you like to do board games, yeah. then I, I can totally get that for me. I can feel engaged with it, but you know, some of my favorite games, like, Mansions of Madness and uh, the Lord of the Rings, Journeys of Middle Earth, those type of games use technology pretty heavily. You know, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. So I, I enjoy it because of the mood that it puts you in. It just depends on what type of a player you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more of a disconnect from technology while I'm playing a game yeah. kind of guy. Now, one of the things... But the app is so good. It's so well yes. done. Like, there's yeah. no doubt about it. This game is produced extremely well. Yeah. One of the things John mentioned, which I think is good, is the the piece of this that's like a deduction game, you know, where you aren't just going around rolling your dice. There is that, you know, there there definitely is that. And and deciding which of your stats to move up and down on is is important in this game. Mm-hmm. But the deduction part of this is is pretty important, you know, like yeah. 
You it have to is think, very important. Like, if I go get this thing, I might be able to give it to them, and I don't know what's going to happen necessarily, but I have a good idea that it will be something that will help me with my destiny. And and also, you have to go around and interact with yeah. characters that will. You're asking them basically, how do I fulfill my destiny? And they're giving you clues as you go yeah. along, but you have to be able to figure out what to do with the clues that they give you. And I, I, I think that's neat. It's, it's more than at that point, more than just a dice rolling game and see what happens. Yep. Do you agree with that? Yep. All right. Okay. What do you, what do you think? Anything, anything else you want to add to that? I just, I don't, I mean, I do like the way that when you're gaining experience or levels or what, it's not gaining levels, whatever you talk about it, basically in this game, the mechanic is you're moving these discs that you have um, to the left on what three different tracks, Dean? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, it's three. Uh-huh. And it's making it easier for when you roll dice. So you may be able to complete, uh, get a higher completion um, whenever you. So basically, sorry, I just want to make sure I explain this right. If you roll a five um, or, or six points or whatever, your discs are going to tell you, like, you may have to cross over the three mark to be able to get one point for that, cross over the five point to get two points for that. But at the beginning of the game, it might just be crossing the five for one point. And as you move the discs left, it makes it easier and easier to get higher points, which will make you be able to do your task or whatever easier or better during over the course of the game. I think that's the best way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really fun. Like, I think that that's actually some interesting decisions that you're, that you're trying to make of when to move and which ones to move and stuff like that. Now, also I'm going to say like, there's definitely luck in this game for sure uh, with the dice rolls and stuff. So if you but in a game like this, I don't mind it so much. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But in the way there are some frustrating, and I kind of mentioned this, but I'll, I'll mention it again, but the way the cards interact with that too so it's not just a matter of rolling because oftentimes you have to make a decision. Do I want to get rid of this card that will also give me yeah. another success or help me in this role or whatever that thing is? Those, those There's actually decisions to be made other than just rolling most of the time, I would yeah. say. And if you want to keep or roll your effort dice, that's another uh, thing. Because you want to keep your effort dice as, you know, as long as you can. You want to build the, those up to have all three of them to roll for a really big roll. So you, you got to think through that. I, I like that. Yep. All right, final thoughts. What do you think? Okay, the game, <clears throat> I, I, my expectations were off for what the game is going to be like. You know, I thought there was going to be a lot more like dice rolling, chucking, gaining stats, you know, battling monsters, dungeon crawling-ish, you know, type of a thing. It wasn't that at all. It was definitely more of a, like a deduction, um, Chronicles of Crime. How do I figure out what my destiny is? Let me go talk to this person, that person, whatever. Um, so... Uh, but I liked it. I liked the game. I think it's super well done. It's incredibly well done. My big downers are I would prefer not to have an app because I would prefer the player interaction of reading things back and forth, I think. Though I do love the music and the narration and the voice is excellent in it. Um, I don't like that they're, you know, the kind of downtime that that can cause you to go into because you're kind of sucked into like having on a phone. Maybe if you had it plugged into like a big screen TV. Like, you know, if you were screencasting onto your TV, I might enjoy that more and I might capture my attention a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it would actually. So, you know, maybe we could try that. Uh, so overall, I like it. Like, it's so well done. I would normally give this a six and a half because that's where I, I'm not usually willing to play it. But because it's so well done, you know, whether you like me saying this or not, I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. Like, I think they did a really good, this was Lucky Duck, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. I think they did a really good job with this game, um, but it's not super my cup of tea 
But I think I would play it pretty often if someone said, do you want to play it? I think I'd be like, okay. It wouldn't be what I would pick. I wouldn't yeah. pick it ever. And that's what brings it to an eight, right? Yeah, yeah. A, a seven. What would bring it to an eight is oh, if you were, I'm sorry. If, you were if I was suggesting it. Yeah. And I just won't. I, there's so many. I just like classic Euros too much, and I'll yeah. play them away. But but if Dean's like, let's play it, I don't think I would fight him very often. I'd be yeah. like, okay, sure, let's let's give it a game. What It's pretty long, too, which I don't love. I'll ask you this in a minute. Um, we'll, we'll go back to kind of comparison to these other games that we've talked about. But um, for me, I really, really enjoy this game. I love immersive story games. I, I, you know, dice rolling doesn't bother me. And in fact, in games like this, I, I like it, you know, because I don't, I don't want something to be so deterministic that I know, that I know exactly what's going to happen. I want yeah. there to be some luck elements in games like this. And I just, I think the story in this has been really well in the, in, in what I've played of it. And, I, I, yeah, I really enjoy it. I, I enjoy, you know, the the way that the rolling system works where you're moving up on those stats. I, I think that's a clever way of doing it, even though it's, you know, fairly similar to other ones. But mm-hmm. I also like how the cards interact, the scanning of the cards. I really like that in Chronicles of Crime, and I like it in an adventure game more because I really enjoy adventure games, and I feel like I'm loving that more and more adventure games are coming out because I, yeah. you know, I want to see more and more of this and, and what they can do. So I really, yeah, I've got this one at an eight and a half and, and that's a really, that's high a, score. a really good eight and a half. I, I like this a lot. It's the same score I gave to sleeping gods and both of these came out this year. Now here's what I want to ask John is out of these games like this, what are, do you have an idea of which ones you like better where you rank these? You've mentioned, <sighs> You've mentioned Gloomhaven. You've mentioned this. And I would, Sleeping I would, Gods. I would put Gloomhaven at the top. I think that the Gloomhaven Haven decisions are the most interesting. Um, the mechanics of it, uh, Sleeping Gods would be pretty high. Um, I mean, there are things I didn't love about Sleeping Gods, but I like how you can just dive right into that game, like Destinies. Destinies, yeah. you can just dive right in as well. Um, but I like the way like the battling worked in Sleeping Gods. See, I'm a kind of a mechanic guy. You know yeah. what I mean? That really yeah. draws me in. Um, but Destinies would be it's definitely I mean there's plenty of them that I would I am not excited about. So I think it would be on a short or list, if you were to say that. Yeah. You know, maybe top ten of these types of games for me. Yeah. I would say it I'm probably there with you. I'd say Gloomhaven was is my favorite of of these, but mainly because it, it has like meaty mechanics along with it, yeah. along with the story. That being said, I like the stories that develop out of Destinies and Sleeping Gods better. better. And Seventh Continent. Makes sense. I've never played. I wish I would have played Seventh Continent. Seventh Continent is it's a bigger <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's a bigger world. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's one thing. This doesn't create this huge world per scenarios. You know, like it's it does. Like it, it there's a lot of places to go, but not in the not in the same way that Seventh Continent, which yeah. is this huge sprawling map that you have. Same thing with Sleeping Gods because you have this book of all these places that you can go, but it still gives me the same feels as Sleeping God. So I don't know which one I prefer because they're really close, but I would say that and Sleeping Gods are probably right there with each other. And Seventh Continent, somewhere in there too. I'm not sure. It's 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 probably an eight and a half for me as well, if I had to guess. So There you go. Yeah. Anyway, that is a seven from John, eight and a half for me on Destinies. Let's talk about Terraforming Mars, Ares Expedition. All right, so one of the greatest games of all time, I think people would say, wouldn't you, Dean? It's definitely. I need to. I forgot to look up the BGG. It was probably number four. That's where it. That's where it was is. last time. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. last time I checked. 
um, Terraforming Mars. An incredible game for most people. Uh, a very highly rated game for Dean and I. Both, Number four, that's right. Yeah, both on our top uh, 50 list for sure. I believe Terraforming Mars has been in my top 10. Um, might not be this next coming up year when we do our top 50. But really, how about you, Dean? Where was Terraforming Mars for you? Do you do you remember on your top 50 kind of where it was at? Uh, I'm looking. So it just hit me that I never updated my list on BGG for 2020. Yeah. I only have my my 2019 one on here, but I think it's in the top 25, maybe even top 20. It's never cracked my top 10. Okay, but it's been kind of on that on that bubble area. So I think if I remember right, it's it's under 20. I think. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's pretty high. And this is a game, terraforming Mars. So we're talking about it was terraforming 15 Mars. in 2019. So probably somewhere around there. We're not talking about the actual terraforming mars game but i'm i'm I, you know i like to have some drama did you know that dean john loves the drama i like, mean it's just fun like andy bernard on the office loves drama i do i just love it so we're talking about the aries expedition which is the brand new game that caught that came out and speaking of drama there's a little drama Oh, about my. this game. There right? is a little drama about this game. Um well, I think we should talk about that at some point, you know, briefly. But this game the question is does it live up to the hype of this a massive, you know, people this is like a lifestyle. Terraforming Mars, excuse me, is like a lifestyle game, right? I mean, people will play that game. We have a friend here in Murfreesboro. How many times has he played Terraforming Mars? Hundreds. A lot. Hundreds a lot. of times. I wonder if I can look that up. I'm going to look up Look up. See how many times Tony's played it? Tony's BGG user. See if you can find it. Because, like, I mean, this guy, absolutely. And there's a ton of people that are like that. And so there's a big shoes to fill if you're going to try to be, you know, the card game of Terraforming Mars, kind of, right? Yeah. And that's what we're dealing with. So let me just share how the game is played so I can make sure that I do this in the right order and Dean doesn't get upset at me. Yeah. Um, so this game has a lot of similarities to Terraforming Mars if you've played it. Um, except for what some of the big differences are in the middle on the board, all you're going to be doing is flipping over ocean tiles. Whenever you are doing the ocean action is going to give you some kind of a bonus. You're not putting out cities onto a map. You're not putting out plants or parks, uh, onto, uh, Mars. So on your turn, the big, di one of the, some of the other big differences are, are the way the game plays is on your turn, instead of doing, you know, having in terraforming Mars, the world is your oyster. I can play this card, I can play that card, I can do actions on blue cards, I can do this standard project. There's a ton of, you can just do whatever you want. Do one or two actions and keep going back and forth, right? In this game, it's like a race for the galaxy, roll for the galaxy, kind of, yeah. Like where you're going to have five actions. It's five, isn't it, Dean? You're going to that's either right. be able mm -hmm. to build a green card. Uh, that's one of the actions. The next one is build a blue or red card. The next one is perform an action, which can be a standard project, which is really similar, or actions on your blue cards. You can do by perform an those. action, you mean perform all actions, the actions. Are, yeah, yeah, I was just screwed up the first yeah. time we played it. So all the actions on your blue card or as many of the projects, you know, standard projects as you want. You can do production. So there is not production at the end of every round like there is in Terraforming Mars. And then the last one is research to where you can go out and get more cards. Um, so you're going to pick one of those 
and everyone else is going to as well, they're going to flip over their card and those are the actions you're going to do and you're going to do them in those in that order that I said. But what I think is really interesting and I'll talk about it later on is you cannot choose the same thing twice. So if I wanted to de- you know build a development a a green card, then I can't do it again next round. And the other thing that's interesting is whichever one you choose, you get a bonus. So you, if you pick development, you're going to get to build it for um, three ME less, you know, three monies less. Or you may be able to build two cards with the blue and the red thing instead of just one card like everybody else. Or you're going to get more production of money. If you do production, you're going to get four ME. So you're having that kind of go along. But besides that, the game is pretty similar. Wouldn't you say, Dean? Yeah. You're going to be playing a card or doing an actions on your blue cards or building a project, which is going to be doing similar things to getting um, you know, parks and stuff like that. But you don't do cities in this game. Um, and your parks, you're just going to get like a little hexagon token. You know, you're not going to actually get to place it on the map or whatever. Things that are a little bit different are the way that your builder and your titanium kind of thing. Uh, instead of you, you know, producing them and being able to, okay, I'm going to trade in three titanium to save $9 on this. You're just whatever your production quote unquote is. It's not really production. It's just a discount that you're going to get. So if you're on two, then you'd get a three discount. It's three, same as Terraforming Mars, I think, isn't it? Uh, the original. Anyways, with that being said, um, you're still raising up you know, your oxygen. You're still raising up the temperature. You're still placing out oceans, just like Terraforming Mars. A ton of similarities, but you know, there's differences. Well, let's talk about art and components. Do we want to talk a little bit about the drama? Let's do that um, afterwards. Into this? Okay. Let's do it afterwards. Okay. But but we do know that we're playing the retail version of this. So, yes. Yeah. Okay, just, go ahead. I mean, if you I, want, go ahead then. That's the only part. I just want to I point out. I forgot about that, yeah. Because, you know, we, we did not back this on Kickstarter. And so this might, we Get might be part the of the hated group is, is one of the ones that. Dean is worried that we're going to talk about this and people are going to hate us because we went to Target and oh, bought a no, game. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not if worried they, about that. If you hate us because we went to Target and bought a game. Here he goes. That's available. Do you know what you can do right now? Here he goes. Get ready, everyone. That shirt's coming off right now. I don't even give two rats behind. I do, because I don't think that's necessary. <laughs> you can get upset. I don't think you need to take your shirt off over this. Yes, we bought the, by we, I mean, I bought the version at Target, the Ares Expedition, which is a lesser version, okay? Yes. You don't, you don't have the, you don't have the dual layered player boards. You don't have the the custom like trays to put your resources in. This is just the basic game, almost a la, you know, terraforming Mars and kind of the, the basic version of terraforming Mars without having the, the dual air player mats and all that. So anyway, this is the retail version. And the reason why it's so dramatic is because people are upset about the Kickstarter. And I, I'm not like making a non-issue of this. It is an issue. I, I get that people are upset that they kickstarted this and then it came out supposedly months before people are getting their copy but i think people are actually getting their copies now that they're shipping out here and i'm speaking of us i don't know about the other areas of the world but so much so that when i look at the ratings for terraforming mars aries <laughs> expedition this is at a 5.9 right now there's a lot of ones in here there are th- there are some as, comments on There are as many ones as there are tens more ones than there are tens in this. There are comments on Target's website about Stronghold and like some Is reviews. that right? Yeah, like one-star reviews I see here cuz Stronghold fails to deliver and give to fans what they want. Like uh, there are some there, people are 
angry, but I think it's because of the passion. Like, I know people are going to get upset about some of this stuff with Kickstarters anyways, but there is a serious passion about terraforming Mars, right? It's the gloom, it's the gloom havens, right? It's these, these big lifestyle type games. And so people want their copy and they want it now. How upset would you personally be if you bought the Kickstarter and people started being able to buy it at, at Target sooner? You want to know my feelings about this? I want to know what your feelings are personally, and this is not... Well, I can tell you that it happened to me with the Marvel Marvel United game for, okay. from Come On. That, yeah. um, Come On and Spin Master, it came out, I believe it was a couple months. It was at least a month before the release of the Kickstarter. You know yeah. how much I cared? How much? None bit. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Here's what I don't know about Stronghold. I don't know if Stronghold said, we will release this game to you before it goes out to retail. That would be the exception. I, I really have no clue. Yeah. Come on is very clear, kind of. They're not really clear about a lot of things in their campaigns. But I have an expectation that their games are probably going to go to retail before they get into my hands. But I also know that I'm going to get a better version of the game than the people that are getting the retail version yeah. of it. And that's, for me that's what the bonus is not getting it earlier. I want them to be able to sell games so they can make more games. That's, that's what I want, but I get why people are upset, especially if the expectations weren't that, but I would guess if people have backed come on games or some other games like that in the past, they're used to this sort of thing happening. I think there's a couple pieces I'll throw in here. I haven't followed this enough, by the way. So I have no clue like that, that those are my feelings, but I don't know what happened in the campaign very much. Yeah, so I think here's a couple things. One is, we, you and I do get a lot of games. We yeah. review a lot of games. So for people that don't get as many games, I can see how this could be more upsetting. You know what I mean? Like, they've really been waiting for this. I'm careful about what I spend, you know, how much money I spend on games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, man, I really wanted to play this. Now I've got to wait a little bit longer. Now it's not that long with this one, right? From yeah. our understanding. Uh, on the flip well, side, the, the thought was that it could be like two months or but something. But it's not. Like that. I don't. Only, I don't think so. I think Jonathan. I think said he had his copy shipping out right now. Okay, so uh, that was a few weeks, right? A couple weeks. A yeah. Few weeks. Yeah. So It'd that's be, not bad. Maybe a month at the that most. wouldn't bother me. Um, but on the flip side, for the other take of it is, hey, a terraforming Mars game is in Target. How great is that for our hobby? Yep. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I think that there's an opportunity to draw more people into playing games, and so you know what. If that's when it needed to be released, then I think overall, even though I'd be personally upset, I think for the betterment of our hobby, I'm glad it's out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, I guess ultimately the better thing would have been to have in the Kickstarters first and that still goes out to Target, so forth and so on. But uh, I don't think I would be that upset. Um, but, you know, that's just us personally. If you really are, then, hey, that's your prerogative. Sure. Because yeah. you're the one who bought the your game opinion. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I won't argue with you, but nope. that's just that's just my personal take on it. But so art and components, let's talk about that. And the art is unbelievably better than in Terraforming Mars, right? <laughs> it's not <laughs> hard. It what a child, a five year old. I'm just kidding. Wow. Okay. No, 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 no. That's I, a little far. That, that was way too far. But seriously, no. I I think the art. I mean, in Terraforming Mars, the original, some of the art is good. But then it's just so all over the place. It's like, inconsistent. Inconsistent. That, that's my There's biggest issue of with this, it. CGI. Yeah. I mean, it's just like that's that's it's frustrating, you know, to to look at almost because of that. This is actually consistent, and they did a really good job. I agree. There's actually one, two, three, four, five, six artists that are credited on BGG, and so for it to have that level of consistency with having that many artists involved, I don't know how many of them are artists and how many are graphic designers or how that process works, but 
There's 208 cards in this game, in the retail version. There might be more in the Kickstarter version. I have no clue. Yeah. But that's a lot of art. That's a lot of art because I don't think there's any, there might be maybe some, but I don't think there's any overlap in those pieces of art. So that's a, that's a lot. And to keep yeah. that kind of consistency, I think is well done. I, I think that they heard the fans on this one and, and did a better job. I think so. Absolutely. And uh, the player boards are, you know, in the retail version, they're the mats. So th- you can have your cube sliding around a little bit. Didn't experience that too much. Um, no, but, but I would prefer the, the I would dual absolutely sure. prefer that as well. But it, but I mean, hey, this retail version is thirty nine ninety eight or something at Target. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a bad price for what you get in the box. It's not an incredible price, but it's not you get a decent it's amount. Pretty on par, I think. Right? Yeah. The, the, another positive is the uh, the board size. Like in Terraforming Mars, I just played that last night and the night before. The board is like an average size. But, I mean, the cards go crazy. You have to have a giant table to play Terraforming Mars. Yeah. This one, there's still a lot of cards that can get played. But the board is really small. And I actually do like that part about it. Yeah. Like, when I just, I'm just, I'm just right now talking about our components, not the gameplay at all. Uh, so, I prefer, I prefer the, I mean, easily the art to, in this game to standard terraforming mars yeah yeah i would agree with all those things i I think the the footprint in this one is is definitely smaller which goes along with that art and components like you said i would say it's not a small footprint because you're still like you said you're still putting out a lot of cards so there's still a for sure absolutely size but in comparison i would say it's much much smaller but i don't have any complaints i mean i think the cubes are well done in this i think they're 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 not just like solid cube colors like they're like this swirl kind of color in them yeah you know and and I like that the the graphic design I think is well done in this everything seems to be very clear the instructions on the card just like terraforming Mars all that kind of comes together in a nice package I, yeah. I don't I don't really have a whole lot to complain about this nope right but is it fun well do you want to start since I started talking yeah. about the art and components I'll start so the gameplay, the base gameplay of like paying for cards is really similar to, yeah. to the base game. But there are the changes in this are are good in some ways and maybe not as good in some sure. ways. And I'll, I'll explain that you, you've mentioned all those. I think most, if not all the differences in, in the games, but some of them I like and some of them I don't like. So, for example, the decisions that you have to make with the cards that you keep in this game, you just get the cards and then you can trade them in for three dollars if you, you know, if you Which can't. Which is pretty significant. Use, amount. It is significant. You it's could actually use that. Regular. You could use that as a money maker, and actually, you Absolutely. should use that yeah. as a money maker. You know, yep. to gain a lot of cards is just as effective as gaining high amounts of of mega credits. Yep. You know, and and I think that's that part's interesting. I like that because it is, you know, sometimes especially to start off in terraforming Mars, you're not going to have a lot of money, and you're going to have to figure out ways to create money. Well, this is another way to create money, which I, I like that. Okay. But I do miss the decisions of which cards to keep, even though I'm terrible at that part of the game. Like when in terraforming Mars, you get the cards and you have to decide if I'm going to keep this, I have to pay three mega credits for it, which is a lot. And I always want to keep most of the cards that I get, but if you don't use them, you're only going to get one mega credit back. And so like that decision becomes very grueling. And this one, you don't have that. I miss that, but at the same time, I kind of like it because I'm so bad at that other piece of it. It's an extra layer that I don't have to think about. Does that make sense? Yeah, so for me with that piece, I actually think overall, and this is kind of crazy, 
So my last experience, I hadn't played Terraforming Mars in about a year. I would say it's one of those games that's really highly rated, but it takes forever to play, and I get to the table once or twice a year. That's just the reality. Um, and I really enjoy it when I play it. Whenever you add the drafting variant into it, which most people play with, I think. Sure. Where you, instead of just drawing four cards, you know, every round and just, you know, if they're good, they're good. If they're bad, they're bad. Here you're, you know, you're passing them back and forth and drafting them. But when you add that and then on top of that have to decide which cards you're going to keep, that can add a lot of gameplay time to the game. Now, if you're very seasoned in Terraforming Mars and you know the cards super well, like I could see somebody, if you're like hyper, I love Terraforming Mars, it's the best game ever, I don't think you're going to like the streamlined version where you're just drawing cards. Now, I do like how they give you um, three mega credits, which is really nice. Yeah. Because you're right. That could be a thing where you're like, oh, wait. I mean, okay, if I don't like this, who, it's okay. Three bucks is quite a bit. Um, I almost like it better in this new version simply because it stops all that downtime. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. You know and, what I mean? If you and, have people that you're playing with that make quick decisions, it's good. But, th- I mean, when I was playing with my wife last time, and she'll admit it, she was having a ton of AP. Yeah. She beat me. Because she thought through it probably a whole lot more than I did, but she was having a hard time, you know, taking a while to draft and then trying taking a while to figure out which cards to buy and which not. And I remember I was just like, let's just go. Yeah, and you know, you and I talk about we both love terraforming Mars, but not to the level of like our friend Tony, who when it shows That's on right. when it shows on here shows eighty six plays. Oh, and I would imagine he probably that. has more than that. Way you know, more. that's that's how many are recorded on here, but he probably has more than that. He knows every card, you know, every card that comes out, he can look at it and know I'm going to keep this because it's going to go with this. You and I are going to have to read through the text on there and figure out how well this is going to work. So it really does slow down the game quite a bit. So taking that out, and that's what this game is about, is streamlining it enough where it still feels like terraforming Mars without like eliminating too many things, you know, and that's a thing that I think was a good decision to eliminate to yeah. make it into this kind of game. You know, again, I like that, but but I think yeah. it's a good thing to eliminate that in order to make this a little bit more streamlined and more enjoyable, and, you know, and, and not more enjoyable, but as enjoyable as, you know, playing yeah. the main game. The other part of that is the map. Uh, there's lots sure. of parts to this, but one part is is the map and, and not putting out those things on the map. Instead, all you're doing on the map is removing ocean tiles and just taking yeah. the items on there. That speeds up gameplay as well because there's not as many decisions you just flip a tile that's it but it's not near as fun it's not near as fun you're right you're right i agree with that i agree this game does not along those lines feel near as thematic i think as terraforming mars yep i would agree because you're not putting your cities out and and you're oh man yes i'm making this all these parks over here and now my city's beautiful and and all these different things and volcanoes and all this like I i feel like the original is so much more thematic it is so much less satisfying just to flip over a tile. It's very much less satisfying to get eight plants and instead of building a park and putting it on the map and putting your token out there, you just get a cardboard piece. Yeah. That yeah. counts as a point. That's right. That's a, that's you, you a, that's have a to, negative for me. You have to build the story more in Ares Expedition in your mind where it be, yeah. it, it comes more naturally in in regular terraforming Mars because of the map, I think, and, yeah. and how the cards interact. Now you still have the same type of cards, but it just, you have to create that story in your mind a little that's bit. That's right. Another negative for this version that's not in, that is in the original that I really like are the awards and the milestones mm-hmm. and you don't have them. They're just not in the game. Yep. So you, 
And I really enjoy the race two elements of games. Yeah. And this just doesn't have it. I told Dean if it were up to me. Now, I know they probably tried to make this simpler. I would have had, like, some tiles that you could flip random, you know, randomly have some tiles that they're, they're maybe combine kind of the awards and milestones or race two. You know what I mean? And just have three tiles or four tiles of something like that. Yep. Three awards and one milestone or something for the game. I think that would have been an easy way to incorporate that, and it still would have been pretty simple. Man, I wish they would have had that. Maybe if they do an expansion, they could add, like, the milestones and awards expansion or something. But then again... The more you do that, the more it becomes like terraforming Mars, and you're like, "Why am I even playing this game?" That's right. That's, and the, I, that's the challenge. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm okay with it. Uh, I, I think that it adds an extra layer of of thinking. That again, you eliminate that to eliminate more time off of this game to make it a, a more streamlined version. Yeah. I mean, let me let me go ahead and say this. When I say streamlined version, I know some people are groaning over that. Some people are like, "Yeah," but some people are like, "I don't Absolutely, want that. I don't yeah. want that streamlined version." And that is what this is, but in my experience, it's not been a bad thing. And, Agreed. and that's where I'm going to start moving into some of the positive things about yeah. this is I like the fact that you can, in, in our experience, this game takes about half as long as Terraforming Mars. Now, for those who played Terraforming Mars 50, 100 times, that might not be your experience because you know all of the cards and you can play that quickly. But in my experience, it takes me about two to three hours to play terraforming mars yeah part of that depends on which cards come out in both games took us both games it depends on how long it takes you know cards whereas it depends you know because if you have a lot of cards that help you terraform mars faster then it's going to be a quicker game but if you don't then it's it's going to be a little bit harder and in in aries expedition it's the same thing like it depends on what cards you have that are going to move up the different tracks but it, in my experience, it's going to take about an hour, an hour and a half, as opposed to two and a half to three hours. Yeah. So potentially three times longer. But again, I know that's not going to be everybody's experience. Yeah, I mean, I read a review recently that says someone played it with four players for the first time. It took them two hours to play. I could see that happening. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could see that happening. I was, that was, it's a positive and a negative in the sense of positively, it does... In our experience, it does shave off time, like Dean said, for sure, and a significant amount of time. But it's still a long game. You know, I think it that is. You're I, right. I think that if it were more 45 to 60 minutes, and maybe the more we play it, the more it will become that. Uh, I think I would like it better. Like, remember in the middle of one of the games, I was like, I think I wish it was done now. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, like, if it was just, like, a little faster to do something. I, I really would. It could really be incredible for me. Like, I get these, like, roll for the galaxy type feels, like, with the way the actions work and stuff. And But it's different because you have all these cards and stuff. But roll is, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. 30 minutes. Like, you know, and I love that about the game. I can get it out, get it quick. So I think that this game would have really soared up to very good if 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 it would have cut back a little bit of that. Yeah. But still, positively, it really saved a lot of time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And another positive along those lines is I like the way that the actions work. That's in this right. Game. Yeah, I love the way the actions one. work. Like I'm always a big fan of games where you that. Generally, I like games where you're not wide open with your actions, like Terraforming Mars, you know, where you're like, I can do anything I want. I just got to figure out what's the most efficient. I kind of like, that's why I love Stefan Feld games. So oftentimes, it's like, you can do this or do that, Mm -hmm. do that or do that. And, you know, trying to predict what your opponents are going to pick, huge in this game. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I think Dean's going to go with the blue-red card, so I can do the green one now. 
Um, I guess I could do the green one. If he picks the green one, I'll get a discount. But, oh, I really would like to build this blue card this turn. And if he doesn't flip it over, then I'm going to have to wait till next turn. I, I just think that that's so fun, and I think it really streamlines this game so much more. Like, when I was playing my wife the other night, there were times where I was just sitting there going, oh, my gosh, this is taking forever. Yeah. You know, and, and plus, you also can only have 10 cards in your hand. Terraform Mars, you got 16, 20 cards in your hand, and you're thinking through all these things. I think it really cuts down on the AP, and I love that, that streamlining of the game. Mm-hmm. I love it. Now, what it can do is, well, okay, it's, it's I don't know, kind of a double-edged sword, I guess. You're playing everything at the same time, which I enjoy in this one, too. So, yeah. like, John and I, we both are taking the actions that are available. I might get a bonus. John might get a bonus, depending on which cards that we played. But you're doing everything at the same time. The interaction comes with how you how you interact with each other on the um, with those with those tiles like with the yeah. actions that you take and there's some other ways of interacting on the board and things like that but it's not like a take that kind of interaction that you get from terraforming mars with some of those cards yeah. but i do think that you miss out on some of the, it feels more solitaire in this game sure. because you're doing everything at the same time and like the first game that we played John, for a little bit of the game, messed up the the action. He was just taking one action instead of multiple actions. The, I think the entire game. With the okay, the entire game, with the action card. Well, I should have picked up on that because I knew that that wasn't the rule, and I was playing by the right rule. You just weren't paying that much. But attention. I wasn't paying attention to what yeah. John was doing. We should have done that in order instead of you know taking all of our. Yeah. In the first game, we shouldn't have taken all of our actions at the same time, probably. But yep. but anyway, I like that that it does speed up the game in that way, but at the same time, I, you, you might miss some of the interaction otherwise or, or miss knowing what the other players are yeah. doing. I think the heaviest interaction is that trying to see what your opponent's going to pick yep. as the action. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. Like It, it is, does keep yeah. it. And, but for some people, we were looking through, Dean. We didn't notice. Are there any take that cards? Not that I not that I played with, and I looked through the deck too, and I didn't see any that that were because we played that. this several times, and I didn't notice. I mean, like maybe I'm so used to it. I was trying to think back to maybe I did one, but I don't think so. Which here's that's positive for me when I play against with my wife because when we play against each other, we have terraforming Mars. We tend to not go for those cards, yes, yeah. uh-huh. unless there's something like positive for me and something negative to her. If it's just like straight up, I'm just messing you up. We really generally don't do that because it just upsets. Now, if I'm playing, but because against, you're not building anything up on the map, you're not destroying anything. You're not. That has. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that could be a a negative, absolutely, for certain folks who yep. like that interaction of attacking each other and you know all that stuff. But very positive for folks that don't like that part about terraforming Mars. You might love that about this. Yeah. This game. Yeah. Yeah. The the cards like that those red cards in this game have more to do with like immediately you get to flip ocean tiles or immediately you get to move up on your terraforming rating or something along those lines the heat or the oxygen or whatever that's usually what they have to do with so yep anyway we can move into final thoughts if you're ready for that i mean there's a lot of things to talk about in this game i think and and the comparisons are obviously there but i feel like this is kind of a good gist and maybe a good place to move into our final thoughts okay are you, are you ready? If you're not ready, it's okay. You can go first. I don't care. Okay. I'm sure John's going to change his rating from like what you we were, did in the video. Sound like you were, no, I'm not. Like he does. Okay. I'm, I'm solid. <laughs> uh, I really, really like this game. I, I was a little apprehensive because, again, a card game of a game that we really quite enjoy, is it going to be that different? In some ways, no, it's really not that different. But in the ways that it is different in cutting the time down so much, 
that's a big, big positive for yeah. me. So overall, I don't like this game as much as Terraforming Mars, but I could see it getting to the table more and with more people because I think it's an easier teach with not having the awards, with not having the, you know, anything to build it's up on the board. Teach, no doubt. You're just focusing on the cards and the board is just kind of there to keep up with some things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so I do think that, that it's more approachable in, in a game that you can sell in Target, and I like that. I, I, I've enjoyed my plays. So for me, I'm going to give this one an 8.5. Wow. I wonder if Terraforming Mars never came out and this came out, where, what I would feel about that. I'd probably still have it around the 8.5, maybe even 9. Maybe higher. might be into my, yeah. my top 50 games. But as it is, it's, you know, it's really, really good, and I will probably will play it more than Terraforming Mars. But I still prefer Terraforming Mars overall. Yeah, so ah, there's positives and negatives to both. You know, um, like I said, I really the biggest positives to this new version, the Ares Expedition, is it cuts down on the time and it cuts down, I think, on the AP. You know, and it makes the turns feel snappy, a little peppy. I don't feel like I'm like we're doing the same things at the same time. You know, Dean, I love that about the game a lot. I'm not just sitting down and going because if I'm playing with four other people and I'm playing terraforming Mars Dean and four and three other three other people sorry are taking one to two actions. Do you know how long it can be before it gets back around to my turn? Mm, it could yeah. take forever. Yep. In this game, everyone's just building at the same time. Everyone's just doing the production at the same time, and I like that a lot. And I super miss the interaction in the middle of the board. There's no doubt about it. I super miss the milestones and the awards. I'm going to give this, and this is, let me, I'll just talk through some things. I'm going to give this eight out of 10 for now, but Hey, I actually think that this, that's going to change one way or the other. And I'll, I'll say this. I think there's the potential for me that I, it could usurp terraforming Mars just because I can only get that game to the table about once a year. I could see myself getting to this table multiple times a year. Mm -hmm. There's a potential. There's also the potential that because it doesn't have the extras, it gets a little stale. Like the more yeah. I play it. So I, I hate to be like that because I, but that's why I'm sticking it with an eight instead of going to more like an eight and a half or nine, what I would probably have terraforming Mars at, you know, at this point in time. Right. Um, because I just, I'm not sure, but there you go. I mean, there's, there's upside and there could be downside as well. I, I, stunned how much I liked this game. This is the first game, Dean, in a long time, almost ever, that I would say, how many times we had the conversations about the card game of a game? Yeah, a lot. Never want to go buy it. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about buying this. Wow. I'm going to I'm gonna take yours to my house, play it with my wife, and just like your copy and just see what she says. And I and I always I'm I'm grumpy John about this. Why do you need a card game of it? Why is it going to be streamlined? It just makes me want to play the other game. This one not so much, because of those changes in like the way that you play the game, picking production, picking research. That's really cool, really cool, and it cuts back on that downtime. So yeah, um, yeah. If you have Terraforming Mars, I think you have to check this out. Play I do, it, play it for sure. I do yeah. think if you're a Tony out there, you're probably not going to like this. Yep. You're probably just going to want to stick with Terraforming Mars. Especially if you're already playing Terraforming Mars a hundred times. You can probably, you probably play don't it a lot this. faster. Yeah. You already know what you're doing. I, yeah, uh, you don't need it. But if you're someone who's like, yeah, I really like Terraforming Mars or I like that game, I would even say if you don't like Terraforming Mars that much, 
this might be give it a try. You might it like could, it a lot yeah. better, especially yeah. if you like Race for the Galaxy and some of that stuff. Or if it seemed like Terraforming Mars might be too much for me. Yeah. You know, and it's been a little intimidating. This might be a good entry point into that in the same way of like a Gloomhaven Jaws of Arnak kind of or Jaws of Arnak. Jaws, <laughs> I'm looking at Arnak um, as you're talking. Sorry. Jaws of Arnak. Uh, Jaws of the Line. There's a new expansion coming out for Lost Ruins of Arnak that BJ Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know you're just super excited about that. I am. That's what Dean does when I talk. He just gets online and does it's just, No, thing. no, no, no. It's just when you drone on and that's what's going on right now. <laughs> So anyway, that's an eight and a half from me and eight from John. We both really enjoy this and, and recommend checking it out with some caveats there. So yeah. let's end episode number 78. Let's just end it. Tell people how they can get in touch with us. All right. If you are enjoying our podcast, actually, we did get another Dean. We got another review on our podcast. I'm going to pull it up right now to end the episode. The banter is nice and there is just enough substance to keep me coming back for more. Just enough. Yeah, we don't. Until after today. I'll tell you what. Do you think that we just don't have that much substance? Oh yeah, Dean. Yeah, we don't. We have more ban. We we do have. I think that that is actually a very accurate probably. <laughs> <laughs> just enough. You do have that substance with the board games, but uh, there's a lot of you know nonsense and stuff going on. <laughs> um, if you are enjoying it, we'd love for you to rate it uh, on iTunes or whatever you're listening to this on Google Play. All that stuff. If you'd like to support what we're doing, you can go to patreon.com slash MeepleTown. We're at MeepleTown Games on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and we're BoardGameGeekGill3407. Thanks for coming down to MeepleTown. You know, Dean, whenever I'm, you know, talking and you're on the computer and you're surfing around and doing all this stuff, you're like one of those persons where I'm sitting in a restaurant and you're on your dang phone. What's that? <laughs>